How do you feel when you make a mistake? Does the idea make you cringe, fill you with embarrassment and shame? Or are you okay with it? Do you feel relaxed and confident in yourself knowing that mistakes are a part of life? Better yet, do you see the power of mistakes and how to use them to help you learn and grow faster than the rest of us? In today's show, you're going to discover how to embrace mistakes and use them to gain even more momentum towards greater self-confidence and success. Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere go from social anxiety to social domination with your host, Dr. Aziz. Hey there, welcome to another episode of today's show. I'm glad you could join me. I don't know if this is your first one or your 50th one, but I am always excited to be here, always excited to record these, and excited to engage with you in this way and to offer you a way out, a way out of wherever you are in your life where you're maybe you're feeling stuck in some way, maybe you're doubting yourself, maybe you have this thing where you criticize the hell out of yourself in your head and no one knows it, and you kind of look okay on the outside. That's how I was for many years. And you want to be more free of that. You want to feel happier in your life. You want to like yourself more. You want to feel more confident. Whatever you want to do, or maybe, you, maybe you're kind of beyond that and you want to take your life to the next level. You just want to be a badass in your company. Maybe you have your own business and you want to double it. I mean, whatever you want to do, this show is all about breaking free and adding more and more confidence in your own life. Because once you have that confidence, I mean, 95% of all the success that you want in your life material, money, business, relationships, love, 95% of it is just your inner game, your inner confidence, working on all this stuff. The other 5% is strategies, and you can just figure that stuff out along the way, especially when you have the confidence to do so. So I'm so excited to be with you here today. And today, we're going to be looking at a big part of life, which is how to handle mistakes. And this is something that many people just have an orientation towards mistakes. And they don't question it. They don't examine it. And it really limits them. It might have really limited you in the past. It might be limiting you right now. So it's especially good to look at this, to get a handle on this, so you can shift your relationship with mistakes. And ultimately, you're shifting your relationship with yourself when you do that, which if you're new to the show, that's a a big thing that I teach is how to change our relationship with ourselves, how to be a better coach to ourselves, how to be an optimal coach to yourself. Let's start with what is a mistake? And whenever I think of, a, a, of I'm teaching about something, I like to look it up on in a dictionary. And so I looked up mistake on uh, the internet dictionary and it said an action or judgment that is misguided or wrong. An action or judgment that is misguided or wrong. And I was like, okay, what, um, what does that mean though? What does wrong mean? So I looked up define wrong and it said, Something that is not correct. <laughs> and I was like, this feels kind of circular. Like, what, it, what does that even mean? Like, doesn't, that, this was wrong. What, why, right? So how do we know that it was wrong? So I came up with my own definition for a mistake, which I think is much better. But before I share that, why don't you think of a mistake that you've made right now, recently, maybe in the last week or two, or a long time ago? What was a mistake? Was moving to a certain city a mistake? Was taking a certain job a mistake? Was 
turning in a certain paper a mistake? Was it a typo in something that you did? It was sending an email that you didn't want to send later on a mistake. Was breaking up with someone a mistake? Was whatever comes to your mind, small or big, just think of a mistake. And then let me ask you this. How do you know it was a mistake? Why, why was it a mistake? Right, so it's a, it's a word that we use and we just kind of know it. Oh, well, because it just was. It was wrong. It was incorrect. And I don't know what you are focusing on right now, but my definition for mistake is something that results in an unwanted outcome that brings pain. I think that's a definition of a mistake. So let's say you go, you know, you're deciding, should I go out to this, uh, someone invited me to a dinner party and uh, uh, should I go or not? Should I go or not? Should I go or not? And you go and then later on you're like, oh, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have gone. Why would that be the case? Well, because going there sucked, right? You didn't like it. You didn't have a good time there. So it was, the uh, outcome was unwanted, right? You, the outcome you wanted was to have a great time or to meet someone or whatever your expectations were. So that was the wanted outcome. It didn't happen. And then that unwanted outcome. Now, if it's an unwanted outcome that is pretty minor or doesn't bring us pain, then we don't really care about it. It's not really a mistake. It's just like, meh. But, you know, like let's say you see a movie and it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. You, you probably wouldn't walk out of that being like, that was a terrible mistake. What have I done? Right? But when it's an unwanted outcome that brings pain, then we label it as a mistake. And pain in this case can be loss, discomfort, a negative response from others, anything along those lines. So an, a mistake is just an unwanted outcome that brings pain. Are you with me so far? Does that check out with your mistake that you were thinking of? Maybe scan back to other mistakes. Is that, is that always the case? Like, you know it's a mistake because the outcome is not what you wanted or not what you thought would happen. And it, and, it, and it sucked in some way, right? There was loss or discomfort or dis, uh, people were upset with you, something along those lines. Maybe you felt embarrassed. So that's a mistake. So for example, uh, this is a fun one. A lot of people I talk to, especially people who want to be more socially confident, more bold, they want to be able to just share more freely. And part of that's making jokes. And some people I know are really funny when they're around their friends or their family and they're more relaxed, but when they meet new people, and this is especially important for, uh, for all kinds of relationships, social relationships, dating, um, especially dating, but also in business. I mean, if we can make jokes, if we can, uh, before a meeting, when there's the chit chat part, you can kind of, you know, put people at ease by having them laugh a little bit, uh, incredibly powerful, it makes you really charismatic. So it's a very valuable skill to be able to bring your humor out uh, in all situations. And a common fear is, well, what if I make a joke and no one laughs? And then it's going to be really awkward. So here's the thing, though. This is funny. You make a joke and everyone laughs, right? The whole room just cracks up. Is that a mistake? Hell no, right? Typically, we're like, yeah, I'm a badass. I'm awesome. I'm on fire, right? But then you, then you make the joke and then no one laughs. <laughs> Was the joke a mistake? Well, your mind might say, yeah, because no one laughed and now it was really awkward. So let's just see what's starting to emerge here is the outcome is what you want. 
it's good. And if it's not, it's a mistake. But how do you know that before you make the joke? Hmm, interesting, huh? Maybe you can't. But what if you make a joke and, and then someone gets upset? Like, they, I'm offended. I'm offended by your joke. Shit, now, was that a mistake? And what about, this is another comment. Sometimes we buy something. Buyer's remorse, they call it, right? We buy something, and then after we buy it, we're like, that was a mistake. I'm sure you've had that. We can have that um, sometimes immediately after buying, which is really interesting, right? Because we haven't even had time to use the thing that we bought. It's just fear that comes in. And we say, oh my God, that was a, I don't know if you've seen the show Arrested Development, but there's a character in there named Job who uh, anytime he makes a decision of any sort, right after he makes a decision, like instantly, even before he can see how it unfolds, he goes, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> and that's sometimes, and that's just a fearful way of living, right? We're just, we're always afraid. We're afraid of pain, afraid of future pain. And so now we're flushing out what a mistake is really. And I'm hoping you're really starting to think about this. Like, what is a mistake anyways? That's my whole intention in this first segment here is to just get you questioning it because then we can kind of loosen it a little bit in our minds. And then we're gonna take a quick break. And when we get back, we're gonna look at why we're so scared of mistakes. And then we're gonna learn how to handle mistakes. So they don't scare us and they don't stop us. We're not so hesitant anymore. So stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. Are you ready to take your confidence to the next level? What would you do with that confidence? Meet more people, find a girlfriend, excel in your company? Hands down, the most powerful way to truly transform your confidence long-term is to work with someone who knows exactly how to do it. Join Dr. Aziz and seven of your peers in a life-changing group coaching program called Total Confidence. Work directly with Dr. Aziz on your challenges, learn from your peers, and get the support you need to make that next big shift. Go to socialconfidencecenter.com slash coaching to find out more. Welcome back. Why are we so scared of making a mistake? Why is it something that we're, we're so constantly trying to monitor and make sure that we avoid and then we feel real bad after we do it as if it was some terrible situation that we, we should have known, we should have avoided. We'll spend a lot of time beating ourselves up about it. What's going on here? Well, here, here's the thing. On some level, when we make a mistake, I think many of us have been conditioned to believe that we shouldn't make mistakes. There's a lot of conditioning from a really young age that making a mistake, being incorrect, being wrong is stupid, you know, especially in school. Perhaps you, you, know, you, get, you get a lot of wrong items on a test, then you're stupid and that it's really good, important to be right. And that when we're wrong, we make a mistake we're bad in some way, right? It, it plugs into shame, a sense of feeling I'm bad. So, and typically that's, that happens because we do, we do something and then someone gets upset with us. A parent or someone who's powerful in our lives says like, why did you do that? That was bad. That was wrong, right? And so we get this conditioning where now mistakes are equated in our mind, in our nervous system, as if like we're real bad. It's like, it's like a mistake reveals some underlying horrible flaw in us that we're terrible. And many people are walking around with a subconscious belief that they shouldn't make any mistakes. And so when they do make a mistake, it's a terrible breach. It's, a, it's an unacceptable thing. And they, they should have known better. And then they just try to beat the crap out of, them, out of themselves in their head in a futile attempt, a, a, 
ineffective attempt to make sure they never make a mistake again. It's the illusion that if I beat myself up enough, I'll never do something again, which as a side note is the worst strategy. It never works. So let's say you're trying to go on a diet and you say, I'm not going to eat any sugar and stuff. And then you eat a bunch of cookies. <laughs> you eat a package of double stuffed Oreos one night. And then afterwards you're like, oh my God, I suck. I'm terrible. I'm a pig. I'm awful. And we think that that beating, that punishment is going to prevent us from doing it again. Or, and replace our double stuffed Oreos with drinking or pot or whatever thing you're trying to do less of or not do. And then you do it and you beat yourself up, you are not helping yourself do less of it. Actually, you're going to bring about more of it because you're going to feel so terrible about yourself. You're going to feel guilty. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel shame. And then there's going to be more of an urge to do the thing that takes away that bad feeling, which is eating another package of double stuffed Oreos or whatever it is for you. So really, that's just a side note. That, that is worth its weight in gold if you can really get that one, that it does not work. You cannot beat yourself to doing something better. But we have this same approach with mistakes. I'll just beat the crap out of myself with my mistake. And you can beat yourself up in your head by saying like, that was awful, that was stupid. You can also just replay the movie again and again. You ever done that where you kind of replay a scene and the tone of the scene is like, you're the bad guy, you're the fool, you're the, you're the stupid guy. And you just replay it again and again. You kind of cringe. Ugh, ugh. Each time it plays again and again and it's terrible and awful. And that's some, that's some misguided attempt to prevent you from making future mistakes. But it doesn't work. Because here's the thing. You cannot avoid mistakes. You cannot avoid mistakes. It's impossible. Why? Because a mistake is an unwanted outcome. So in order to avoid mistakes, you'd have to avoid outcomes. Because you can't always get the outcome you want. I mean, that is, that is an absurd demand on reality that everything should go exactly how I want it every time. And that's what we're doing. So it's like this inner kind of tantrum-y little kid way of approaching the world. Like everything should go my way all the time. Yeah. Right? So when you, when you have that demand that you shouldn't make mistakes, that's what you're doing. You're approaching life uh, in a really immature way. And what we want to do is we want to grow up. We want to mature and say, you know what? There are outcomes. Every action I take is going to have an outcome. Every action I take. And sometimes those outcomes are going to be what I want. And sometimes they're not going to be what I want. So do you see how there is no way to avoid unwanted outcomes? Other than to not take any, any action. And even that, you'll still get unwanted outcomes, right? If you avoid something for a million years, it's still, there's still going to be some outcome from that. No action is still an action in a sense. So we have to let go of this demand that we shouldn't make mistakes. It's ridiculous and it's toxic and it hurts you. So we want to let that go right now and just be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make all kinds of mistakes. I'm going to make uh, mistakes at least once. I, that's, that's what I did for myself when I was really working on this was like, I'm going to make a mistake a day. You know, I used to get really down on myself because I would be in a session with someone. This is back when I was doing um, therapy and not coaching. And I was in my training and I was working, I don't know, uh, one year I was working with uh, high school students and they, they were in a rough way, man. They were in this like continuation school, as in they got expelled from the main school. And, you know, there's bad home lives and drugs and just like kind of intense situations. And 
I would, after sessions, be like, oh, that was a mistake. I, I didn't say this or I should have said that. Or, and I would just beat myself up. I was taking way too much responsibility for, for the whole situation. And what I started to do was like, you know what? I'm going to make a, a mistake a session at least. So I started to give myself more permission to do that. And I, and I hope the same is true for you as you're listening, just to give yourself more permission. In fact, what we're going to need to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, though, I'm going to teach you how to handle mistakes because that's one of the reasons why we don't want to make them is because they make us feel so bad. So we then we don't because we, we're not good at handling them because we try to avoid them our whole life. So in this episode, I'm trying to help you stop avoiding mistakes and see that they're inevitable and then step up and learn how to handle them. And that's exactly what we're going to learn how to do uh, right after the break. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. According to Career Partners International, 40% of 400 U.S. and Canadian business leaders interviewed chose coaching as their preferred method for leadership development. Research is accumulating that shows a return on investment, ROI, of five to eight times the cost of coaching, or 500 to 800%. The fact of the matter is coaching works, whether it's to improve your performance at work, increase your income, or have better relationships. When you invest in yourself through coaching, your life transforms. Go to socialconfidencecenter.com forward slash coaching to find out more about how to work directly with Dr. Aziz in private one-on-one coaching. Welcome back. So how to handle mistakes. I have a bunch of good stuff for you right now that I'm excited to share. First, we got to embrace them. Embrace mistakes. Invite them in. Know that mistakes are the fastest way to learn. I remember reading an article a while back, and I wish I'd saved it because I don't know exactly where it was, but the, the short version of it was they, they had these little kids. I think they were in like a, they were like a six, six years old or something, first graders, really little kids. And they had their, their normal play area with their you know, toys and whatever else they have for six-year-old kids to do during recess indoors. And they set up a little computer terminal for them. And it had a little, it was, it was like their standing height and it had a little keyboard and a screen. And they put some stuff into the computer, some programs that basically uh, the kids could interact with. But there was no instructions. There was no uh, clear, clarity about how it worked. No one taught them what it did. They just put it there and then just left it there. And guess what the kids did? That's right. They went over to the computer and they just started poking at it. They started typing things. They started trying things. They started getting errors. They started getting mistakes. And they just kept on playing with it, playing with it, playing with it. And I guess they figured out this program in like an incredible, they figured it out like really quickly. And everyone was surprised because they had no instruction on how to do that. But the idea was that they, they just, little kids, and I'm sure you've seen this, they just go pick something up. Like, what is this thing? And they bang it against something and they try it out. Or you, you put a keyboard in front of a kid and he starts banging keys. You give him a pen and some paper or some crayons and he just starts drawing stuff, right? Because he just experiments. He has no fear about making mistakes. Versus, I remember when I was younger, uh, this was back in the 90s, and uh, we, we, we got a computer and it was cool. I played Wolfenstein 3D on it. Yeah, it was awesome. But uh, my mom had not had much exposure to computers for much of her life, and yet she wanted to learn how to use it. She wanted to learn this you know, fancy thing called email, keep in touch with people. And yet she was terrified of doing anything because she was afraid of making, that's right, a mistake. What if I 
what if I break the computer? What if everything falls? She, had, she really had this fear that she would like press a button on the keyboard or click something and the whole thing would like <laughs> melt into flames and <laughs> explode. <laughs> so I would sit there and I'd be like, no, no, you, you, can't, you can't do anything. You can't break anything. You're just typing in a text window right now. And, but that's the fear that we have. So we have to shift that. We have to start to embrace mistakes. Invite them in. Know that it's the fastest way that you're going to learn. The more mistakes you can make, the faster you're going to learn. Second thing to know is that it's an inevitable part of taking action. You take action, you get results or outcomes. Mistakes are one kind of outcome. So you have to know. um, If you slow, if you're trying to avoid a certain type of outcome and you start to be really cautious and slow and hesitant, then you're going to slow your rate of outcomes down. And that's that's not good. The, the, if you want to get confidence, if you want to increase your uh, income, if you want to increase your sales, if you want to have bet more dating opportunities, if you want to have a better life, all of that's going to come from getting a lot of outcomes quickly. Or you can do it slowly. I mean, that's fine too. Some people I, I work with are on the slow track and that's just the way they want to do it. I personally am on the fast track. I want to expand and grow as quickly as I can while being compassionate with myself, of course. But um, so I like, you know, rapid and I like fast results. And the best way to do that is to take a lot of actions and not try to filter ahead of time and say, well, is that one going to go the way I want it to? I can't know for sure. So I'll wait and do nothing. Right. So if you do that, you're just going to really slow your progress down. Another thing we got to do with mistakes is learn from them. So when you get an outcome that you don't want, say, huh, this needs work. I love that phrase, by the way. I just go, huh. And this is a great way to kind of interrupt the pattern of beating yourself up. Like, say you get an outcome, you know, it's not the way you want it to be. And you're like, oh, my God, that was terrible. When you notice that happening, just go, huh, that needs work. And then search for one or maybe two tops, things to learn. Ask yourself, what did I learn from this? Or what could I learn from this? Find one thing, maybe two, and then stop. Let it go. Because sometimes we can drag ourselves through the mud and be like, okay, I got to learn these 15 things. And, and you also want to be wary of what lessons you learn from it. Uh, I remember I was talking with one client and he had a situation where uh, he was in a sales conversation and um, towards the end, he, they'd been talking about it back and forth for a while. And then he asked again. And then the person said, you know, I don't appreciate your, um, you know, you, you, you pressuring me like this. And I, and I heard a lot about the conversation and, and to, you know, so I said to him, well, well, what did you learn from that? You know, cause he, he didn't get the sale. And he said, I learned to, to never ask twice. And I raised my eyebrow and I was like, um, okay, <laughs> that's one lesson. That's one lesson you could learn from this, but let's see if we can do a little better because that's not the right lesson that you don't want to draw a lesson that says, I'm never going to do blank again or I'm going to take fewer risks, or I'm going to make sure that I'm even more cautious before I take my next step. Because no, 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 no. We want to learn a better thing. We want to learn a better uh, lesson from that. Like perhaps um, maybe I could ask him more questions or how can I get into a better rapport with him so he trusts me more, so, we, so he feels like I'm actually going for the same results as him and I'm not trying to pressure him. Or how can I respond to that if someone were to say, like, I don't appreciate you pressuring me, right? Because he didn't, he had nothing to say. He just kind of went like, oh, I'm so sorry, right? You could say something like, 
oh wow um it, it, it so it feels to you right now like i'm 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 pressuring you or wanting you to do something is that right right so you could just get curious and find out what their experience is and whatever right? that's a that's a whole other topic of sales confidence but do you see what i'm saying there you want to make sure the lesson that you get is is going to serve you so before we get to the end of our episode here today and, uh, and the action step, there's one last thing I want to share about how to handle mistakes, which to me has been the most liberating thing of all. And I stated it to the very end. So only the motivated who've made it all the way to the end of this episode are going to get this incredibly valuable gem. I mean, this has transformed my entire relationship to mistakes, my entire relationship to life in a way. And that is this idea of what is a mistake anyways? And I tend to believe that there, there is no bad outcome, personally. That's my own personal philosophy. And there's a great story that illustrates this, and it's a Taoist tale of a farmer and his son. And it's uh, like in ancient China. And so is a, a farmer and his son have a plot of land, and they are working the land one day, and they have a, a horse and a plow, and something happens, and the horse breaks free and just runs off into the forest. And so that evening, all the villagers and all the farmers gather around and say, wow, this is terrible. This is great misfortune. You don't have a horse. It's plowing season. You're not going to be able to do it. You're too old. Your son can't do it all by himself. You know, you guys are screwed, or whatever the ancient Chinese equivalent of the word screwed is. And the farmer said, maybe, maybe not. And everyone gave him kind of a weird look, like, well, this guy's kind of weird. It's obviously bad. It's obviously a mistake. It's obvious, you know, it was a mistake to tie your horse in that way so it could break free. Obviously bad. The next day, the horse returns, and following her is a big stallion, beast of a horse. And they manage to capture it into a, into a pen or whatever. And then the, in that night, everyone gathers around. All the villagers are like, oh, my God, this is, this is great fortune. This is the, the best thing that could happen to you. Well, this is awesome. And the farmer said, maybe, maybe not. And so the next day, they're trying to break the horse, trying to put a bridle on it or whatever so it can help them in their field, uh, plow for them. And as they're doing this, at one point, the son is actually on the horse and it bucks and throws him across the field and he lands poorly and he breaks his leg. And then so everyone gathers around that night and said, wow, this is truly a tragedy. I mean, this is the, by far the worst thing. This is a bad thing that could happen to you. And now your son can't do anything in the field and, and you guys are going to be, you know, starved. This, this, uh, this plowing season, you're not going to be able to do anything. This is the worst thing that can happen to you. And the Taoist farmer says, that's right, maybe, maybe not. Because the very next day, the local feudal lord moves through with his army and is going from village to village to gather all able-bodied young men to go fight in some war at the border that probably doesn't matter for anyone's life, just for their own feudal lord's glory or whatever. And they take all young men to go fight in some war, and probably many of them will get injured, maybe some of them will die, except for the farmer's son. So is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. What happens next? And that's the case. That's how we want to approach mistakes, outcomes in life. Everything is moving to the next thing. And it is impossible to tell if something is benefiting you or not. Afterwards, I tend to believe that everything is serving me. Everything is benefiting me. Everything is unfolding to my best benefit. 
It's just a matter of finding it and seeing that and waiting long enough to see the results of that. In this story, it's dramatic. It happens the next day. But sometimes for us, it happens the next week, the next month. When I was 15, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. And that was the worst thing that could happen to me. And now I see how, I mean, it's just totally expanded over the last many years, how I see health, how I take care of my body, everything I've explored, how open-minded I am about learning about new healing and other things, all from that. Incredible benefit for me and for many, many other people that I've helped with that stuff. So is something bad? Is a mistake really terrible? No, it's just information. It's an outcome. It's something that's actually serving you in the long run. In fact, that brings us to our action step for today. Time for action! Your action step for today is to look at a past mistake, something that was terrible when it happened. And then with the hindsight, looking back with 2020, see how it actually serves you. What good came from this? What, how did this serve me? What was the benefit of this? How did I use this in my life? How could I use this in my life? How is this actually helping me in some way or how has it already helped me? How is it to my best benefit? Really look, find a mistake and see that because when you do that, when you can do that with something in the past, what that does is that sets you up to not be so scared of mistakes now, to not have such a fearful, antagonistic relationship with mistakes because you know there are no mistakes and that everything is serving you in, in, in your life. And it's just about taking action, getting the outcomes, learning from it and growing. And then nothing can stop you from just continuing on your progress towards greater confidence in yourself and then using that confidence to go out there and do what you want to do in your life. Date the person you want to date. Marry the person that you want to date. Earn the money that you want to earn. Do the kind of work that you want to do in the world. All of that comes from confidence. And that confidence comes from being willing to take action and make mistakes and know that everything is serving you. Everything is for your best benefit. So it's been great talking with you today. Go to facebook.com forward slash social confidence to share what you learned about mistakes in this episode. I'd love to hear it. love to interact with you there. And until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.